Talking Health Tech was front and centre at the Digital Health Festival in Melbourne, Australia a few weeks ago. During the event, we got to speak to a number of bright-minded individuals who featured on the big stage, and you can go back a few episodes in this feed for more of those conversations. During the event as well, I got to spend some time over at the exhibition booth of Fluffy Spider Technologies, who are proud THT Plus members and are on a mission to unlock growth opportunities in digital health through partnerships and integrations. In this episode, I speak with the CEO of Fluffy Spider, Robbie Carp, and we talk about how to make legacy healthcare systems and modern solutions more interoperable, why partnerships are crucial for growth within the healthcare ecosystem, and the importance of working with frontline clinicians to design user-friendly solutions. Here we go. Collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritise content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or ten minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode, or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. G'day, Robbie. How are you going? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Peter. How are you? Good. It's great to be able to have a chat and be in person here in the makeshift Fluffy Spider studio. So yes. uh, thanks for bringing me along. I've seen there's a lot of activity over at the booth here at Digital Health Festival. Uh, it seems like you've been busy since the last time we spoke. We have. We've got uh, some new partnerships I might be able to tell you about. We're now InterSystems Implementation Partners. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm really into the technology. I'm a software guy myself. Yep. And if I was going to create something, it would be something like that. It really appeals to me. Yeah. It's a very nice piece. There's a few things we'll dive into, and I know you. we've got to finish up soon because you're going to be jumping on the stage live to tell everyone about it. But let's unpack a little bit more. For, like, for people who can go back and learn a bit more about Fluffy Spider, because we spoke a while ago on the podcast, but yep. just refresh the memory. Uh, what space do you operate in? Primarily, we offer three services. We offer integration services. So we have senior specialists who are HL7 qualified, fire certified, soon to be inter-system certified. Mm. We have AWS solution architects. These guys are all in-house. And so we will do things like integrate new workflows into EMRs, integrate cloud systems to EMRs, medical devices, that sort of thing. So that's what we call integration services. The other thing we do is we call software development. It's more mobile apps, mobile apps connected to the cloud. There's always a cloud back into a mobile app. So when you say mobile app, you always imply something behind it. And we're doing some really cool stuff around that. And the third thing we do is what we call advisory and consulting, where we will help put together and clarify requirements and that sort of thing. And I can imagine why then you'd have a lot of interest at a digital festival and generally within a healthcare space right now because some of those problems that you're solving are the problems that many frontline clinicians and vendors are facing on a day-to-day. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. Yeah. So where is the biggest element of work? Is it in that integration space? And in Yeah, so we almost think of it like very 
distinct lines of business almost. Mm. So integration, we're working through the partnerships mostly. So besides the InterSystems one, we have another partnership with Fujitsu Health and we would work through them to do different state department healthcare integration services. That's very different to what we call the software development because in that case, it's more about placement of people. So we do have, as I said, these specialist engineers and Fujitsu might say that we need someone for a short time to work in this particular technology. Do you have someone? Yes, we have someone. InterSystems, similar. The mobile app is what more we call the software development, and that tends to be more project-driven. Okay, That's not to say we can't do either or. So sometimes, yes, integration, it's, hey, can you like give us a quote for this? Fine. Or, hey, we need a mobile developer for three months. That's mm-hmm. fine too. But yeah, so coming back to answer your actual question, yeah. mostly through the partners. And the InterSystems thing, with InterSystems no strangers to talking health tech as well, that's a really exciting opportunity. Yeah, it actually really is. We first connected with InterSystems exactly at Digital Health Festival last year, and it's taken quite a, a bit of a journey. From my point of view, we're not a massive software company, so to invest into a specific technology, there's an investment needed, and you need to think about where that's going to take you as a business. But as I said, look, The technology itself is terrific, and I'm sure you're aware that they're very prevalent in the healthcare space. Specifically, I don't know if you know that the Epic medical record system is all built on top of InterSystems. So, you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it is. And besides that, they've got their own EMR and other things. So I'm not speaking InterSystems specifically now, other than to say, you know, again, as a software engineer, I've looked at their code, I've looked at all of the systems. It's really lovely to work with. So it's appealing from that point of view. But look, in this kind of an environment and the way that we're moving towards standardized systems, first of all, I think, and I'm gonna be speaking about this later, the standardized systems is important. We need open standardized systems so everyone knows the language that we're speaking to connect. But at the same time, I think it's very important that we have corporations standing behind open standards, supporting them, because otherwise they're going to actually just fade away and no one will use them, okay? And for us as a smaller vendor, the partnerships are critical, okay? We could invent the new health interconnection, you know, software, and we actually had a go at it. We did a proof of concept internally. But to take that to market is a very different Mm. kind of a thing than doing an internal concept. So the challenge is all about market awareness, market traction, and then being working against the larger companies. So for us, it's all about partnerships. I imagine too then for an organization, and there's many large organizations and startups that are creating solutions to be able to partner with the experts, people who like become really proficient at it because that's what other professionals do in other industries as well. So working with those that know this. Exactly. Well, yeah. You need specialists. Yes. This is not general purpose software anymore. Mm. Okay. And it's only becoming more and more complex because really what you're going to be doing is taking these a system that's built on top of open standards and you're going to use that to build even more complex solutions. That's what you want to do. Mm. You want to get to these really beautiful connected systems. They all talk, they're all interoperable, and you need to have specialists who understand the way to connect it all up and the way to implement it. Yeah. How do you describe Fluffy Spider to frontline nurses and the doctors that, you know... What, like, the, the name or the word? Oh, no, like, because for those that want the explanation for the name, they have to listen back to the old episode because he gave a good explanation of that episode one. Episode 298. Oh, you... 
there you go. That's, I appreciate that you remembered the number too. I, I, I've been telling people that all day. <laughs> yes, I love that the logo, our Talking Health Tech yeah, logo. Yeah, no, of is course. Proud- Look, I'm very serious about partnerships. We're not going to do it on our own. Talking Health Tech is a critical partner of ours. Mm. As much as, sorry, as much as anyone else, we need to build that ecosystem where we know we have friendly partners. Some of them will overlap in what they do. You good to have a bit of competition in there too. Yeah. It needs to be a very collaborative all around. Yeah. And look, frankly, talking health tech for us, nobody else does what you do. There you go. We could finish there, but we're not going to. Because okay. that was it. <laughs> but the back to the point of yes. the, the nurses, the frontline healthcare yeah. workers that are using the thing on the day to day, because they'll probably engage with the technology at a few layers down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what's important there? Okay. They're, first of all, they're not really our target market. No. But what's important is it's always good to be speaking to the people who are really using the technology itself. Mm. Because what you get from that, I mean, so I'm a software guy. I'm not a clinician. And I'm learning. It's been some years in the healthcare industry, but I don't, won't even pretend I've worked in it from a front line. But what you get is a knowledge of how the systems work, how they need to work, what the workflows are. And so now coming back to when we're designing dashboards and when we're designing mobile apps, what's important, okay? And when we're putting together requirements, if it was just up to me, we would make it all very technical and it would do what it needed to do to the letter, but will it be really useful? Eh, maybe not. It's really good from that perspective. And what's actually really, really important to know is that they're trying to get through their day. Mm. So they're trying to very, very efficiently get through to the next patient so that they can make sure they cover the patients. What they don't really want to do is interrupt the workflow with, even if it's a new thing, unless it's going to save them this massive amount of time, they're just like, no. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help. Yes, you to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness, 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or 10 minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. Super important. And then, you know, we've mentioned that you'll be addressing quite a few people on the stage and that'll be really good. Is this the types of topics that you'll be talking about? What are you going to be talking about? Um, So today I'll be talking about enabling interoperability in legacy healthcare systems. Mm. I'm going to actually go through a specific journey of my GP 
and talk about how I may be able to make his system interoperable. My GP is about 85 years old, yeah. okay, and he's not changing his system anytime yeah. soon. But I go through like a very real situation of think something that happened with me and work through how that might be overcome. Like from a patient experience yes. point of view and the technology. This is a really interesting point to highlighting a few elements that I speak about regularly, whether it's on the pod or just generally around. The, to that point, the clinician who's not in market at the moment for transforming how they do their practice to then make it more innovative for the next 15 years, they're looking at just getting the job done on day to day to care for a patient. At the same time, from a patient's perspective, if there's an opportunity for it to be better by improving the technology, then you've got that interesting kind of tension there of yes. there is this great opportunity for technology to so improve patient care. So one of the examples I'm going to be giving today, so I did a whole bunch of research and interviews for the presentation. So I spoke to a lot of clinics and IT managers for hospitals and that kind of thing. And specifically for the making legacy systems interoperable theme. And some of the stories are crazy. So there's one example I'm going to talk about today where exactly what you said, there was a clinic, they wanted to make the onboarding experience for the patients nicer, more seamless. So they would come in, fill out a paper form mm. normally. So they thought, okay, we'll build web forms that can fill it out before they come in and submit it. Yes. So they've got that, they did that, they had an in-house team. It was like not terribly difficult, but the system that they're using at the back end no APIs, no nothing. Right. You can't integrate it. So what they do, and this is the thing, they employ a team to copy paste the web form info into the patient management system. Mm. Like just think about the overhead there. Yeah. So the, the patient experience is good, but the integration, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, it's messy, not scalable, and prone for errors, like lots of reasons that can fall down. Yeah, so that's a great example. I'll definitely be catching that session. And then lastly, after Digital Health Festival, you've got partnerships, you've got lots of work to do and no doubt some opportunities coming off the back of today. But what's going to be your priorities? What can we look forward to seeing from Fluffy Spider over the next 6, 12, 24? So we see the two lines of business we're working on to be only growing. I mean, there were announcements coming out often about health information exchanges and interoperability projects. And through our partnerships, we're looking to grow those lines of work, specifically the integration one. We see that as a very big opportunity for us. We're growing the specialists there so that we can place them, so that we can get the projects. And look, really, we see that as a really big opportunity. These are very, very long-term projects. I mean, a hospital may announce that it will put out a request for tender, and it'll be easily a six to nine month window yeah. before the tender response closes. And then the project itself will run for 12 months. Mm -hmm. So this time next year, maybe we've closed a few of those, but we see that as a huge opportunity for us because really we're a landlocked country here. We have people internally who are specialists. Yes. And in those cases where you need people on the ground internally, that's, we provide uh, you know, that service. Mm. Robbie, it's great to chat on the podcast and look forward to doing it again soon. Good luck on the stage and we'll chat more in the community. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, Peter. Good luck for you on stage as well. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June and I personally read every submission. In fact, if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks. 
And I'll even buy you a coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.